Stephen Hawking here. Welcome to Far Out Best Up 202 to <coughs> 250. And first of all, I saw this conspiracy theory the other day, and it was about the fact that possibly, possibly. Are we talking the same thing? Yeah. Possibly that Stevie Wonder isn't blind. What are you talking? Oh yes, I heard about this. There's this new thing going on on the internet where people have been like looking into these videos where you see that Stevie Wonder's like looking people in the eye when he talks to them. Like there's this one thing where there there was a mic stand at a live performance and somebody tipped it over and Stevie Wonder just walked just grabbed it. What? Like yeah. how could how could he do that? Right? Yeah, there's an SNL video where he like does something weird. Yeah, really? and there's there's yeah. all this there's this trail of evidence. Like it's kind of I see it like this. Like back in the day, Magic Johnson used to have AIDS. Right? It's fake AIDS. <laughs> what? And Magic then go, fake AIDS? and then I'm and, and people were saying that he went to like Africa or something and saw some witch doctor hit him with a chicken bone, whatever, and then he got cured. Really? Right. So I'm saying that Stevie Wonder, possibly according to this theory, and I kind of put my own spin on it, that Stevie got cured. Well, do they do eye transplants? Mm-hmm. When you become a donor, aren't you donating? I told you, yeah, I yeah, donated yeah. my... Hey, uh, Tad, uh, could you donate Al's eyes? So don't you think if anyone by now, Stevie Wonder would have gotten some eyes? I'm saying, exactly. Like, I, if it's, I could specify on my donor card, I would say, give my eyes to Stevie. Right, you know, I'm sure there's. A, I'm sure all the best eyes in the world have been put in his eye and taken out. And I he, want these baby blues in a black man. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> he looked yeah. like Matt Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Look, it'd be awesome, right? Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. They look a little red. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> cataracts. It's like cataract. Glaucoma Cat- medicine. Glaucoma. You and Bonner. <laughs> cataracts. Glaucoma. No. Rinkin Continental. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad joke. Soon enough. But uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show and on today's show. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we got some news. To- we got about, about, like a hodgepodge of stuff, really, today. This is kind of like a, it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a hat of plenty, no big topics, a bunch of small stuff. In the end, though, I've had some moments recently where I thought maybe, you know, you, you do something and something happens to you and you go, I, I, I got to rethink my life. Yeah. You know, like, I, it, it's it's time to have that moment where I have a little thought to myself and think, I, I got to change something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run those by Buck and see if he thinks whether I should stick with them. I had that thought when I was, uh, that's me, when I was uh, in, Thanks, the, in the restroom the other day and I was using uh, coffee filters. <laughs> that was a low. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any TP, so I to white. Uh, yeah, I had, I had to go with the best, which was because usually it goes the other way. Like you use TP as a coffee filter. Like I've done right, that. Right, I've done that too. Yeah, coffee filter is very dynamic. But I used coffee filter the other way. How, okay, how, it didn't what, go down smooth. Let's just say that. Well, what kind was it? Like those brown ones? There like, was a cone, and I had to the, <laughs> the cone. Yeah, the the brown cone, and I had to tear it. You know, to use it, it was not good. So, okay, okay, there's a, uh, this needs to be unpacked. Okay, so first of all, yeah. uh, two things. Which one first? Okay, first of all, <laughs> you're using a brown thing to wipe. Right. So if you wipe, because I've had this problem with like Starbucks napkins before. Mm. You don't know whether you're clean or not because it's brown on brown crime. Oh. You know what I'm saying? If you wipe and it's on brown, you could wipe completely dirty and not know it because you're wiping on a brown surface. You're like, you really CSI your shit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're like breaking it down. I got to see if I'm healthy. <laughs> see if I had a healthy BM. This is a good way to start off the show, yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, when I was on the toilet using coffee filters, I said, something's got to change here, Buck. <laughs> you know, this, is, uh, this is not the life you're meant to lead right here. You know, you've got to change. There's a two roads you're going down, you know. One one where you wipe your ass with coffee filters. You're you're taking the road less traveled, right? But, but then also, you had that seam where the, it's like they sew up the coffee. Right. They, they press that together with some kind of glue or something. Right. Now, now, it, you don't you want to keep that away from the sensitive parts of the anus. Oh sure, yeah. That's that's like the edge. You use that as the edge. You know. Yeah. You, you don't, don't go. No. You don't go farther than that. Hmm. No. Oh, sorry. I'm, get, I'm getting... But, oh. That's not me again. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I like, would rethink my life at that moment. I texted you three question marks. See, that's shit that like, as as a married man, like if my wife saw me going into the coffee filter part, like if I had like my yeah. pat, my pants around my ankles and I was running into the kitchen <laughs> and rifling through the cabinets with like with nothing, just, just my ankles, like my my. My pants and my chonies around my ankles running over and going through. She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going in to get, get, get coffee filters while you're pooping? Right. What, what's happening here? She's the voice of reason that I don't have. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. just reason. It's the voice <laughs> of like... you Humanity. You need help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need help. So Mark came by, but then Mark, the thing is, you showed up with this shirt yeah. that looks like the uh, wallpaper in a Wes Anderson film. Mm. Oh, very much so. Uh, I'm the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, literally, like Mark looks like the wall in the Grand Budapest Hotel. You like this shirt? He is Star Wars Journal Limited. There, like, look at him. There are, are those homing pigeons or regular pigeons I, on your shirt? I, I, think they're, I think they're regular pigeons. I don't know. I think the homing pigeons would have been extra. Yeah. I think this is like Target brand. Oh. So, you know, that it's it's very generic. Yeah. You like this shirt? It wasn't it wasn't it's purchased at, th- at a thrift store. It was not purchased at a thrift store. Today. Uh I wish I could tell that story. Oh. In fact, roll the tape back. I'm going to lie. All no. Right. No, I got this at Target because my ex-girlfriend apparently wanted me to wear it. Oh. So that when I go out you would have pigeons on your shirt. This is yes. This I, I feel like that shirt, the pigeons on it, means that she can leave you in any part of town blindfolded, and yeah. you'll find your way home. I my mm. theory, the reigning theory among all of my various personalities, was that she got me this shirt because it screams, "This man is taken." Yeah, this man has a woman shopping for him. Yeah, this, he would never- no, it, no. It, it it screams, "This has this man has a mother shopping for him." This this man, <laughs> regardless, he's not virile. No, he cannot uh, provide for you Mm-mm. in any way, either sexually or financially, emotionally. But he does have a lot of hobbies that he yeah. can sit and spend numer- <laughs> numerous hours alone. This, this the shirt screams, "I'm into model railroading." Yeah, I, uh, I've whittled something for you. <laughs> I got so- I got sawdust all over the shirt. I had to dust off before I, you know, came down for some breakfast. Yeah. The, this shirt screams, I like to spend long hours at Radio Shack looking at uh, 2,400 ohm transmitters. Do, do you have any of this resistor? I only found the one pack. <laughs> but you go in there But you go in there just <laughs> to stress the 17-year-old girl <laughs> who's <laughs> way above. Like when I see the girls that work at the Radio Shack, they're always way out of their pay grade. Yeah. It's like this 23-year-old, like, Latina, uh, more Latina women, yeah. Latina woman that I don't think knows the difference between an RCA jacket and a USB. Yeah. Just because, why would she? Why would any woman know that? Do you have any smaller capacitors? Because I'm only finding the big ones, and I feel this drawer is mislabeled. And then she comes out with a really large... Catalog that she flips through. She has the big, the big binder where she picks it up off the shelf and goes, yeah. to get all the dust off the top. Like who buy? Like there's that area of the Radio Shack where you have that long pullout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Craftsman pullout drawer. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes in there. That like, the amount of real estate that takes up is incredible. You, you pull that thing open though, and some old Colonel Sanders looking white man at Radio Shack corporate, it's like perks up. It like tingles. He's like, ooh. I knew we should keep it around. <laughs> so, someone's buying one of those pizza, whatever, peso buzzers, and they're going to build their own burglar alarm. Uh, I was checking out the uh, demographics of the Lakewood area, and I believe there's a ham radio society around there <laughs> that's going to come buy this up, so just keep it in stock. <laughs> just in case, you know, we'll keep it local. We'll keep it in the warehouse. If someone special orders it, it'll be there in a day. No need for them to go to Hobby Shack. <laughs> <laughs> or you ever see those hobby shacks where, like, I guess they sold out, then it's just hobby people? Oh, where they, they switch. You know what a hobby shack is? Oh. It's where you go in there and you buy, like, the RC uh, planes. Okay. No? I wasn't, I wasn't into that shit. Okay, well, if you see the neighborhood I live in mm-hmm. and what my life has become, you could say I've probably been to a hobby shack in the last couple of weeks. I don't know that I've ever seen this neighborhood in the day. No. I mean, it's I, sunshiny. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's sunshine. Not a lot of smog down here. So will the dogs lose their minds? And that's how I know the Chinese foods here. Okay, four, three, one, four, three, one, four. 
three one two two four three one two four four two three one. Want to liven up your next late night soiree? Why not gather your favorite group of friends, dim the lights, and listen to some real comedy that's too raunchy for the daylight hours? It's the Far Out Party Album. Gather round the hi-fi, pour some highballs, and laugh at the body humor of colored funnymen Todd Perry and Buck Perez. Ever the master of ethnic jokes, Buck Perez tells it like it is. Why don't Paul Lux have ice cubes? Because the lady with the recipe died. <laughs> Why did God invent whiskey? So the Irish ruled the world. <laughs> what do you call a blind German? A Nazi? Flip to side B and hear Todd Perry's late night comedy routine, blue enough to make a sailor blush. I dig a little 68. You do me, then I'll you one. <laughs> the definition of indecent? When it's in long, and it's in hard, and it's in deep, it's indecent. <laughs> By becoming a ventriloquist. That's the Far Out Party album. Sure to break the ice at your next shindig. Coming soon in stereo from Far Out Records. Probably it's like I have pop rocks in the house right now because for some joke, Coke? my my yeah. wife they give me a they gave her a whole bunch of pop rocks when I was eating it last night, and so I put the pop rocks in my mouth. Oh, and I wish I had it right now. I was thinking I want to bring it on the podcast to eat pop rocks. Oh wait, I'm gonna get it right now. Wait, pop rocks and Coke, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna have pop rocks and beer right now. Oh give me one God. second. Oh man, one second. <laughs> I'll work on the cricket. Mike for a second. And so we have some pop rock. So I'm going to ingest a whole bunch. Do it, do it. Oh, Who go up? Oh, thank you. Dude, you took the whole fucking pack. There's like four left for me. <laughs> Alright, well, see my. Oh, God. Hang on, I'm turning it, Mike. Oh. Help me. That's a good radio, if anything. Aren't we supposed to be drinking? Yeah, have a beer with it. Mm. Fuck that hurt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, huh. I forgot how much I detested. Ah, uh, detested this shit. <laughs> have any more? Oh, yeah. I, I'm hungry. The foam thing on the mic is totally fucked now. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? <laughs> Alright. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, but when you drink beer with it, it just cracks, man. Actually, Pop Rocks kills beer. Ow. Are you good? Do I have sensitive gums? Do you have any more left? I think, think my gums are starting to bleed. Do I have sensitive gums? Or what? Ow! Oh. Ah. Oh. 
It's, it's, it's so. <laughs> you know, whenever I've tried that blood pressure things, it's usually like you got to pick up some medicine. You got to wait twenty minutes or whatever. So you're just like, oh, I'll stick my arm. I'll in see there. what's up. I'll see. I'll see if I'm fine. And then you put your arm in there, and it starts getting tighter and tighter. It's like a Reebok pump. And, and then you go, you go. It's going to break my arm. Exactly. <laughs> At some point, you do get scared. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get out? Don't. Well, the best part is there's a big red stop it button. Oh, really? Right there. <laughs> if you have the world's baddest arm, like, stop. Just freak out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Next time on the Far Out Podcast. All right. So uh, recently I've gotten into ventriloquism, of all things. Uh, okay. I... I I think I'm ready to like start hitting the road. I've really worked on this material. I wanted to test it out on you guys. Well, you do know that bringing a uh, ventriloquist doll on the show is kind of a visual bit. Well, it's uh, well, it's not a doll actually. This is a uh, this is Riley. He's my dummy made of wood. I ain't no dummy. You're the dummy, dummy. Now, Riley, that's a rude way to introduce yourself to the audience. Let me just uh, take a bit of this cheeseburger, and you can tell them uh, why I'm a dummy. Oh, you got no sense, you ain't got no gumption, and your lady friend says she's been stepping out on you on account of your performance in the bedroom. Uh, my performance has been wonderful of recent. That can't be that good. You've had your hand up my ass for ten minutes and I haven't felt a damn thing. Far Out is brought to you by... Madame Diana's Retro Reproductions of Personal Feminine Massagers Old-Fashioned Solutions to Ageless Problems Now Guaranteed Splinter-Free uh, So I, I decided, in going with this theme of me being a writer... Well, f- well, first I, I I thought, oh well, I'd like to play maybe read some of Moan for Bigfoot on the show. Like that would be fun. We'd huh. enjoy that. But then I realized I was going to have to fork over cash to get the book, and I don't have one of the, these Kindles or e-readers or any of that weird shit that people read books on. I don't have one. A computer? Mm-hmm. I do have a computer, but I don't. I don't want to pay for the book. I don't want to. She's making thirty grand a year. Okay, mm-hmm. she doesn't need any of my money. You know, when I'm just trying to, you know, I don't know, maybe get off. Sorry. Um, so I, I decided, well, maybe I'll just write a passage that I thought might be in the book, right? And then I thought, you know, but I, I don't really have a good bedroom voice. You know, I don't have that. And Buck, I'm sorry, I, I don't think you do either. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I can never hear Buck. <laughs> this is crushing. <laughs> like, 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 Buck, say, uh, yeah. he, I, I, I knelt down to his purple-headed warrior. I knelt down to his purple-headed Warrior? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, see, I hit it that wrong. Really... Yeah, I hit it wrong. Jeff? Warrior? Jeff? Can... Uh, he knelt down to his purple-headed warrior. I, I don't know. That sounds too nerdy. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're, you're leading a D&D group, not, not, not Bigfoot porn. Hmm. So I said, who do I know out of my friends that has like a great bedroom voice? And you heard him on a couple shows ago. My buddy Patrick Stewart was on talking to me about my uh, <clears throat> baldness, the actor from Star Trek The Next Generation, X-Men... Dune, you know, the, the bald-headed stud. Yeah. So actually, and Patrick was really into it. He, you know, he's looking into new avenues for his career. He's always been open to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just decided, hey, uh, let's, let's, let me, let me collaborate with Patrick and then maybe, hey, in the audience, let's, let's just say you're moved down below by, by what I've written. Don't feel bad about it. Okay, you might just be opening yourself up to a whole new way of experiencing your inner erotic self. And huh. maybe you want to, you know, come for Bigfoot, you know? Who knows? So I've got this piece here, and I'm going to play it for the guys, so. Moan for Bigfoot. 
I have to admit that champagne always gets me a little dizzy and a little frisky, but what happened next was something I never expected. After a long candlelit dinner, Bigfoot asked if I want to accompany him back to his apartment. I nodded yes and giggled like a little schoolgirl. Before I knew it, I was in the front seat of Bigfoot's Mercedes C-Class convertible. He looked so powerful, changing the gears on his car. As we flew through the streets, the wind blew the long, luscious hair on his face. He but but quit quit touching yourself, okay? This is come on, we're, we're all come guys. On. Go in the go in the back room, okay? I feel like we're roommates at this point. Show two hundred solidified. So I mean, you know, masturbatory actions is okay in front right jeff come I'm, on i'm very good with it I'm back get, me I'm up kick out of watching it so. back me up all right can we I, it's just a over the over the pants rub it's nothing big nothing I'm big just, it's, it just makes me uncomfortable just over the pants all right let's get back to it all right the wind blew the long luscious hair on his face he slowly took his hand off the gear shift and onto my thigh at first, I tensed up, but when he looked me in the eye with that knowing, furled brow, I knew I was in good hands. I immediately relaxed. I began to feel a throbbing tension between my thighs. Bigfoot lived in a penthouse in a beautiful building on Fifth Avenue. When I walked in, he had rose petals strewn across the floor. Smooth jazz played on his sound system. He put another glass of champagne in my hand and escorted me to his bedroom. I laid on his bed, waiting for him to take me. I wanted to be ravaged like a rag doll. I wondered to myself, would his penis be too large for me? Will it hurt? Part of me hoped it hurt a little. He slowly removed his bow tie, then his tuxedo shirt, and his pants. He got down to his underwear. Shockingly, he was a boxer's man. Then he laid his hairy self atop me. He smelled of a beautiful fragrance. He got close to penetrating me, and then he let out a howl, and that shook me to my foundations. He shook fiercely. His hair stood up on his back, and then he rolled over. He was done. That quickly. I'm sorry, he said sheepishly. This never usually happens. I'm so ashamed. Bigfoot then lit up a cigarette and laid back on the bed. I put my clothes back on, promptly left his apartment, and called a cab. When I got home, I watched old episodes of Beauty and the Beast on Hulu. I never spoke to Bigfoot again. I think I can get into this genre of yeah. writing. I feel very comfortable writing in it. Let's move uh, on to the topic. Goes back to a lot of money. going back to, to court December 9th. Let's move on to the topic. All right. All right. Let's move on to the topic. Okay. Yeah, very uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Todd's giving me a thousand goat stare. A thousand goat stare? That's that's the expression, Oscar. Got it. Yeah. You ever see a thousand goats looking at you? Yeah. It's some horrible shit. Well, the problem is the goats, they all have eyes that are kind of offset. Right. You know, they don't look, it's actually not a stare. When it's from the goats. It's like one eye is going to the left, one eye is going to the right. You got to take half of that into account. Yeah. You, you need do, twice you as many goats on that. That's why it's Imagine very, that. That's why it's very 2000. difficult. It's very difficult to deal with a goat on a rational level. Just because the eyes are so like, just crazy. You just have to get skew. on one side, kneel down, and then avoid the kicking, and then tell the goat. You say, go. Come on. And then you read Mein Kampf to the goat. Right. Oh, yeah. Really? We've got we've got tributes pouring in. So this is oh Gina Grad from uh, the Pretty Good Podcast, uh, from the Adam Carolla Show. She's on the Adam Carolla Show sometimes as the news girl. Huh. She heard that we were back and she got really excited. So she left me a, like a voice message and, and, uh, and a message for us on the unsolicited. Show. Unsolicited. These are unsolicited. They're coming to you with this. I, I would never solicit a <laughs> tribute from someone. Right. First of all, yeah. That's you're not, not. You're not that kind of sure. egomaniacal. No. No, 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 that's not what this show's about. That's not oh. how I work, guys. No. You guys you guys should know that. How long have we been doing the show? Have I ever like just asked someone to praise me? It's just that since England you've changed. <laughs> okay. So Here is uh, Gina Grad. Hey, this is Gina Grad from the Pretty Good Podcast and the Gina Grad Show. Saying congratulations to Todd Perry and Buck Perez, the Far Out Podcast on the big comeback. Now, have you you seen Gina? You know that Gina's a beautiful woman. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, she's talented and she's funny also. 
Right. Beautiful. She's the kind of girl you'd like. Like, okay, you know the Santitas chip bag? That yeah. yellow, those tortilla chips? Oh, okay. She looks like the girl on the Santitas chip bag. Like, spitting image. Like, I think they took a photo of her. Wow. And they put it on there, and then they put some, like, Mexican food. Uh, and we're not talking about the Tapatio guy. No. no. Well, we're no, the about... Tapatio guy is the uncle of the Santitas chip girl, I think. Ah. I think. I gotta tell you, the more I think about you guys, the harder it is to forget that night. You know the night. Mm-hmm. Just me, Todd, Buck, two clowns, three strippers, a Shetland pony, eight buckets of chicken, and the entire San Diego State marching band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a hot night. I get hot just thinking about it. Do you remember the Shetland pony? Do you remember how difficult it was, Buck, when we were both sitting there, we were drunk and with, with Gina, and we were having a... Uh, in menage, you know, you know, we're having a yeah. thing. Oh, orgy over there. Yeah, yeah we're having a <laughs> orgy in the corner. And I was trying to figure out how to shove the Shetland pony up my ass. Oh. And I was sitting there and like I was trying, like I got some of that udder bomb and I put it on its like nose and I was trying to get the Shetland pony up my keister. You were going for it. I just kept saying, I got to I got to make this happen. And then right. the thing started kicking back. Right. And I think it almost kicked you in the it, nuts. It almost hit me. Yeah. I mean, shit, you were, you were as ingenious as those guys down on NASA with the Apollo spinning around up there. Yeah. You were trying to get that shit in there. Yeah, I was, I was trying, like, I think there's some kind of law of physics and thermodynamics that, you, they, that states that, that Shetland pony. you cannot stick a Shetland pony up your ass. Yeah, I heard that. And, and, I, and I was trying to, not only, because you, you can have sex. You can have sex with multiple people. But when you're having a type of sex that actually violates scientific laws like the kind of sex that can get you on cosmos that's that that that's that's doing it that's yeah space you're real stephen hawking over there yeah that's space sex. i'll be chasing that dragon for the rest of my life <laughs> oh, what do you want? but i digress i hope you guys have a great show and seriously buck call us sister i never called why i never had him back yeah. Were you embarrassed about maybe something? Maybe because the thing was, I had the pony, and you were the thing was. I'm you more were of a voyeur. I'm were, more of a voyeur. But you're adamant yeah. about trying to get Gina to do the buck. Well, I mean, if you're going to do something, exactly. I don't want. I don't want you getting all the Shetland. You know, yeah. you're, you're just trying to outdo me. I I felt this man's trying to promote his brand here. I felt. Well, I mean, here's the deal. If, if I'm in, like, okay, if I'm in. The ring with Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali. I'm I'm, up, I'm bringing my A game, right? Right. If I'm in a position of sexual deviance with Buck Perez, and there's a woman there to be impressed or most importantly pleased, right? I'm, I'm gonna try to outdo you. You're shoving the Shetland. I'm bringing my A game to the sexual escapade, and you don't need to be insecure about that. All right. So we got another friend of the show, Patrick Stewart. Oh. Everybody knows that my good buddy Patrick yeah, Stewart. Yeah, you and Patrick Stewart, you're close. Yeah, and he's a big big fan of the show. Closer than you and Oscar. He's, you, he's, you and Patrick Stewart nowadays. We're very close. We're yeah. like, we kind of, we, we bond over our male pattern baldness, you know. So here, here's Pat. It's Pat again, again, Pat was really excited to have the show back. He missed it. Hello, this is Patrick Stewart, star of Star Trek, The Next Generation, X-Men, and David Lynch's intergalactic abomination, Dune. I'd like to congratulate my friend and bald brother, Todd Perry, and his sidekick, Buck Perez, the stoned Puerto Rican, on bringing back the Far Out podcast. Keeping a show going for years is hard, and who knows that more than I. I wasted most of the late 80s and early 90s on the bridge of the Dam Enterprise, watching Michael Dawn sweat like a pig in that wolf costume. If I described the smell to you, you'd vomit your liver. I also had to endure the disturbing sounds of a young Will Wheaton rubbing one out in the cast bathroom every day at 11.30 a.m. Little Willie said he had a bad stomach, but we all know he was beating his bishop. So, Buck, Todd, and whatever red shirt podcaster you have sitting in on the show this week, congratulations! And remember, Todd Perry, you're not going bald. You're only getting more head. <laughs> Why can't you share your bit? 
I can't think of anything sadder than a first-time bondage yeah. kit. That's yeah. just really it's depressing. It's like a starter kit. It's yeah. either you're really into bondage right. you're or, into or, or you're not yes. into it. You don't need to be like, oh, let's give it a whirl. That's going to be really uncomfortable for everyone. This thing's made for suburban moms. Yeah. Yes. It means you need to get a divorce. If, 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 you're, uh, if you're unsure about your, your positions on bondage or and, and you sit there with your husband, you're not sure who's the dom and who's the sub-dom, and you're trying to work out that matter. Math, then clearly you don't have the desire for any of that. Yeah, that's why I. Uh, that's why I didn't buy that. <clears throat> you know. That being said, when you and Sarah are doing your bondage thing, what's the safe word? Do you have a safe word? It's the same thing as our Wi-Fi password. Oh gosh. Which is what? I'm trying to get on the internet <laughs> over here. Sunday night. On Buck Perez, Cosmos, a space-time odyssey. In the year 709 CE, Turkish philosopher Akut Bakar professed his belief that there was no particle on Earth smaller than a grain of sand. His discovery was seen as blasphemy, and he was sentenced by a Muslim cleric to rot in prison for 34 years. His name wasn't cleared until 1872, when Swedish scientist Dokken Verne confirmed Barca's beliefs. Now we know there is no particle on Earth smaller than a grain of sand. Bear witness to the wonders of the multiverse. Buck Perez's Cosmos airs this Sunday at 9 p.m. only on the WB. You know what I'm saying? Things are going to happen. You're going to have realizations down the line. And uh, on the video, I I played the ukulele. On here, I brought the acoustic guitar because this is a special occasion. That's when the acoustic, the full acoustic comes out. All right. Switching it up on Lance. This is not a ukulele moment, Lance. All right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm ready to hear this. Give it to that us. was probably the best part. Finally. This finally, is, Todd is, actually <laughs> said, I have a, a, a moment of humor. This is not a ukulele moment, Lance. Right. That was the best. See, I feel like I'm starting to get my footing good. here. Yeah, mm. yeah, the yeah. ball's in my court now. Mm. This is Todd Perry now. Mm. Now I got my time. Now my, I got my guitar. Yeah. Now I can play a bad song. And I still say that this is a bit that you guys recorded before, because he sounds a lot like Harmat's. Right. Lance Bass has just sounded like Harmon. No, you don't have that charming southern drawl. So, Todd, if we put that, you put you on the water slide with Kathy Griffin, you're going to get electrocuted. <laughs> it's not bad, actually. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, here's the song. Now, uh, feel free to comment on the song. Here. Hold on. Uh, Harmats, could you do Dr. Oz, please? I don't know what Dr. Oz sounds like. He's just more southern. Uh, wait, is no, that Dr. that's Phil? Dr. Phil. Yeah. That's Dr. Oz. Dr. Phil. Dr. Oz, like an Indian dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Buck, would you like to tell us about this young man who molested you and behind the kinkos the other day? No, that's the guy from South Park. That sounds kind of okay. like Dr. Phil Cosby. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great bit, Doctor Dr. Phil, Phil Cosby. Yeah, pitch, so it, it, pitch it to Bass. So if I yeah, if I asked Doctor <laughs> Phil Cosby, like, how would I? Let's say I had an eighteen-year-old starlet and I wanted to get in her pants. What would I do, Doctor Phil Cosby? Well, you got to put the roofie in the jello pudding pop. Oh no! And then take a photo of her snatch with the Kodak camera. <laughs> nice. Still right, hawking so products. That's your new bit now. You're gonna yeah. do Doctor Phil Cosby. Doctor Phil Cosby. Every show going forward. Send the receiver down, and I've got about a minute worth of song for you. Okay, good, because you got about a minute left on the show right now. we got to get to the other people. Yeah, <laughs> take it a lot Drew of over there. Sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Lance. Now that you've said I do, there's some things that you can't do. Use the bathroom, then leave the seat up. Oh no, you're married. Oh no! <laughs> uh, oh, sh- what was it? Oh shit, it's 
Oh, no, it's herpes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a song. That was the OG song. The song we wrote on this show is called Oh, No, It's Herpes. Oh, uh, another thing you stole. Sunday, July 6th, 2014. Sunday was going to be a busy day. I had to pick up my dog, Scout and Murray, from the dog groomers, drop by Buck's house to pick up an eight ball of cocaine, and then try to sell some guns to Oscar. After that, I had to get all the prep together for a recording session, and I still had no ideas. And as I drove to Oscar's place, this damn helicopter kept following. I pulled up to Oscar's place right away, and I knew he didn't want the guns, and I was going to get stuck for the money. What the fuck you get these Glocks for? You know I wanted revolvers. I went out of my way to get the guns for him, and now he didn't even want them. Why the fuck are these helicopters hovering over my lawn? I was shit out of luck, so I ditched the gun somewhere off the 605 freeway, and I had to get to Buck's house to pick up the coke. The phone rang, and my wife Sarah starts yelling about getting the dogs from the groomers. Hi. The dogs will be dead at 1.30. Don't be late. Well, it was 12.45, and I still had to get the coke from Buck and San Pedro, and that was 40 minutes away. At the same time, this damn helicopter keeps following me. I got the bucks at 1.15, and he's not opening the door. Dude, open the door! Open up! And at the same time I'm trying to get Buck to open the door, Sarah keeps calling me. Todd, can you take me have some coconut water from the store after you get the dog? I'm thirsty. Buck opens the door and hands me this bag of shit that's clearly been stepped on. Todd, how are we doing? Dude, this stuff is totally baby laxative. Who, who are you buying from? You know I can't reveal my connections. All right, I'll have to do. See you tonight. I had no idea what topics we were going to do, though. By the time I'm at the Vincent Thomas Bridge, the coke wears off, so I take a key bump after the second hump of the bridge. Then the dog groomer calls. This is Lakewood Dog Groomers. Your dog has been ready for over an hour. Mr. Perry, if you don't pick them up in the next ten minutes, I'm calling the Humane Society. I drove back over to pick up the dogs and I got some cash to tip the groomer and then I dropped my bag of drugs. I smiled at the groomer who totally looked horrified. I got the dogs in the car and realized the groomer forgot to shave Murray's tail and now my wife's gonna be pissed. Then the phone rings. It's Oscar. Dude, I changed my mind. I'll take the gun. At that moment when you're late to the dog groomers, you're buying low-end drugs, there's a helicopter following you, and your buddy changes his mind on a gun deal, you realize it's time to rethink your life. Oh, shit. I just got tonight's topic. Who are you? Who is this guy? You talking to me? Like, that's all I'm going to do. All right. The whole time. The whole time. Why are you in my car? You know, you need you need a thing for your you, you need a thing for your Uber because I remember when I went time one time. Unfortunately, I was in Laughlin, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Oh, never go back there. Top of my list of places I will never go back to. Is Laughlin the one on the border? Uh, yeah, the border of Arizona, uh, Nevada, and California. It just okay. sounds yeah. hot. It's just Laughlin. it's just old and lame and shitty but uh i was i was there and i was in a cab with my wife because we were pretty drunk because what the fuck else you're gonna do there and uh there we got in a cab and the guy was like just blaring jazz music when we got in there and i was like oh this is jazz cab and so then i start you know the the little i know about jazz music like talking about jazz with the guy and then the guy's like oh you want to hear something real and then he starts like puts in another cd of like you know this is this is you know jocko pastorius this uh, is when kenny g was at his best right and the guy got real intense and he had jazz hair you know, there's many different styles that make is that up like a jazz. poodle hair. Yeah, he had like the yeah, long poodle hair. hair. Yeah, poodle yeah. hair. Jazz yes. hair, <laughs> like the like the uh, keyboards from uh, Bon Jovi. Right. Yes. <laughs> like yes. That major poodle hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, and all I could see was the back of it, and even you know he had a big head too. I just remember it was jazz music, big head, and poodle hair. Well, he's smart, so if he likes jazz, so he's got a lot of brain to keep in. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, people who like jazz are like math, math mathematicians 
who like music a lot, you know? Well, it's always funny. There's always this like really stuffy guy talking about how shit swings. At least the white <laughs> ones. The black ones usually, you know, they're, they're scholarly yet, you know, they, they got, you know, a little, little bit of, a little jive in them. You know, the white guys are stuffy. You were just, you're just doing jazz hands. Yeah. They got jazz hands. Well, I did do the show in they blackface. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do the show in blackface and when I do the jazz, jazz hands, hands, it's just natural. I can yeah. uh, do this. Okay. Four, three, one. Four, three, one, four, three, one. I'm wondering what those guys on like the Christian network do that are like buff on Jesus and they always rip a phone book in half. Oh my goodness. When the phone book goes away, these guys are out of business. You know, <laughs> the you whole act goes away. They're going to like yeah. crack a cell phone. Like, the other comparably thick thing is the Bible, but I wouldn't imagine that these Jesus freaks would be interested in tearing up one of those bad that boys. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. I think the bit would be that they, they can't. You know, they're like, ah! The word is still stronger than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's how I'd do it. That would be the end. I'd really freak people out. Be like, ripped 15 phone books. We had like the San Antonio metro area phone book. We had like the San Francisco. We even had one from Ottawa, Canada, flown down from our friends up north. But right here, the good book. And then they can't do it. Yeah. And then they put the phone number on the bottom. They say, donate now. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so uh, illuminate me. All right, so the whole idea about this about this this device, I've seen. I've, I've, I've seen. All right, is what this, happens yeah. is that normal. What happens? What's happened since like 1900 or whatever the fuck is that we have all sit down on a toilet to shit, and yeah. it's like a seat. So what happens is that yes. your body is in a 45 degree angle. Once the legs go down, they're going to sit in a seated position. Yeah. But your body is not designed to shit that way. Well, we talked about this, Buck, before. Was Oscar on the show or, who, or was it Jeff where we talked about yeah. how, how you, you got to angle yourself so you're like a Vietnamese man smoking yes, a cigarette exactly. when you shit is the exactly. way to do it. That, right. is, that is it. So what that does is instead of being at a 45-degree angle, your body should be at a 30-degree angle hmm. when you like, shit. Okay, so – Unpack this. So the thirty degree <laughs> angle is the butthole. Like, is ne- currently, if I sit down, like I am sitting You're right now, a like a normal, degree angle. I'm in a forty five degree angle, yes. and that's with the butthole. So should I? So uh, what you should be doing is you should be lifting your knees. Okay. Up is, to is your this chest. What, so is this what Jesus chest. did? Well, if he, what, he, yeah, well, most likely he shit did. in a hole, probably. Because I'm not seeing Jesus doing this. Yeah, dude. well, th- think about. He lifted his knees to shit. The, the well, problem no, is with the robes. Down. The problem is with the robes. When the robes are hanging down and you're at a 30 degree angle, the robes are now coming back up the bum. So you're well, gonna you have to you throw the robe, the robe yeah. back Oof. over your head, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like a hockey move when you want to beat what? the shit out of the guy. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> right. That's what you gotta do. Okay. Back then. So anyway, so you want to be at a 30 degree angle, like in Aramaic. Like, okay. like like the thir- like exactly like like the Vietnamese guys were smoking cigarettes outside. That is the position for shit. shit, 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 shit. So what else do we have on our rundown? Oh, before we get into our main topic of the day, we got a commercial. New sponsor from someone local in the neighborhood. Oh, nice. Do you have a fetish for staying fit? S and M Fitness is Lakewood's newest gym for those in need of a little more discipline in their workout. Your personal trainer will fit you in a gimp suit made of pure steer leather and make you sweat like you've never sweat before. Have you been a naughty boy? We'll whip and flagellate you into the best shape you've ever been in in your life. Have you been a real naughty boy? We'll nipple clamp you to the treadmill and belittle your little ass till you run a six-minute mile. How many pounds will you burn on our cuckold stair climber? How much fat will you boil while strapped into our doggy collar rowing machines? At S&M, not only will you shed pounds, you'll shed your dignity as well. When we say no pain, no gain, we mean no excruciating, sexually humiliating pain, no gain. There are no safe words at S&M Fitness. Join now and bring a friend for half off. That's S&M Fitness on Clark Avenue, next to the Arby's. Let's get into the main topic today. Shoplifting. Very Letterman-esque with that. You like that? Yeah, I love it. Hey, they're paying the bills. They're keeping the show running. (laughs) Exactly. They're keeping the trains running on time like Mussolini. Yes, but... Some friends of mine knew a guy that owned their local McDonald's. Really? And so every time they go in there and get like an ice cream, there's this one guy that worked the drive-thru menu that was just always all smiles and real happy. So they called their friend. They said, you know, this guy Clarence working the window... 
fucking great. Mm. And so he got, and so then he got promoted because of because of our friends. And I told him, I said, bad news, man, <laughs> because he should have got out of there. Mm. You just promoted him. You know, now he might be languishing in McDonald's middle management for the next 90 years of his life, you know, or, you know, some people that manage fast food joints actually get a lot of money. So hopefully he made it there, but you don't want to be in the middle. Well, what's the top job at McDonald's? Like actually being Ronald McDonald? Yes, that is the once you once you eventually you get to a certain point where you're at a big corporate board meeting Mm. and they put the wig on (laughs) And all these just old white guys that look like the guys from Trading Places, all they sit and clap, right. and they put the wig on you, and then somebody else starts doing the makeup, and they're like... I thought it was more eyes wide shut, everyone's wearing those masks. <laughs> then they put the wig on. Remove your clothes. Yeah. But I like to thank everybody come back for the show. We, we've, we've been off for a little bit. We have been off, but it, I think the most appropriate way for us to express how we feel right now right. is through song. Oh, of course. Yeah. So uh, Buck and I have a song, and it's kind of a, it's like, when you're back, because you've been gone, mm-hmm. like like Backstreet, right? Backstreet, they came back, right? Right. I think that was their biggest hit, was talking about how they had their back, right? which we, we didn't even know they were, they were there in the first place. But um, I think the best way, oof, what oh, is man. that? That's a new thing I got going on here. Oh. Uh, the best way to express it is uh, not through words. No. Oh. But through song. Oh. So uh, I'm gonna grab the guitar real quick and uh Buck, you got your you got your voice ready? As he's just, like just lit up, so yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you need you need a yes. beer. You're good? Oh yes. <laughs> we got we got through it once. Alright. We got this. Yeah, a little metrodrome. We're back like Michael Vick after a prison stay. <laughs> like Mike and Molly at hometown buffet. <laughs> like Napoleon to France after a hundred days. We're, We're back, back on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Hooray! We're back like Michael Jackson at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> like Han Solo coming back from coming free. Like Lindsay Lohan's venereal disease. We're back. <laughs> the podcast Woo-wee! we're back like McRib at the Mickey D's like MDR's fourth presidency like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator movies yeah. we're back on the podcast Woo-wee! I remember the happiest the happiest I ever saw a homeless person was when I gave him a lotto ticket <laughs> I swear to God, like a scratcher. Like I just, have, I just happened to have a. What scratch- if he would have won? And it, I know. And it, but see, that's the thing. I was. Did like, you negotiate with that with him? No, no. He- I just gave it to him. But if he was it a two dollar or five dollars? It was like a two dollar one. Was it a, well, like a like, no, like a kind of a long one? So it might have been a five. Yeah, like a good one, a good size one. How many scratchers you buying? How much lotto? No, look, I don't want to talk about my habits. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. I played scratcher a lot. <laughs> you play? How often do you buy a scratcher? Quite, uh, what? Today is Sunday. How many scratchers did you so buy this six, week? Six. Uh, one a day. You buy one a day? Well, every day is a new day, Todd. That's true. It's you got to be in it to win it, but I'm saying, <laughs> like, you exactly. buy your coffee and then you buy a scratcher with it? Yeah, it's a, it's that convenient. Why not? You know? What's the most money? And then I walk out, get a red box, and call it a day. You wow. Know? Yeah. So your whole life is a good care life. At 7 Eleven, yeah. Yeah, Coffee, your finances, cigarettes, your financial opportunities. Right. Like some guys, mutual funds, some guys, lotto tickets. Right. Yeah. So how toilet how much, papers there too? What's what's the most you've ever won off a of scratcher? Not I'm not talking like Powerball lottery, like scratcher. Yeah. Getting down and dirty, getting that silver Ooh. stuff beneath your fingers. Got like four or five tickets once. That was a good haul. No hundreds. You know, you've won hundreds. Yeah. What was the most? Come on, team fucking KG. What's the most two? you won off a ticket? I think two. I don't like you, to talk about my habits. You won two hundred dollars off a scratcher. Yeah, it's pretty badass. That's good stuff. Are, are you still negative though over time? Or are you you up on the scratchers? That was years ago, so I would say <laughs> so you're negative. I would say negative. I would I, say I'm off on it. Got my dillies on a pepper tank. 
Well, I can't say the name of my brother. So uh, a good wet wipe is uh, happily uh, that's that's a happy thing to have in the like and the a bathroom. Bidet sounds like a, a good prospect. I have not tried the bidet. That sounds like a goddamn mess. Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it's it seems like I'd electrocute myself. I was at a a, a guy who listens to the show who's uh, probably people who know a guy named Dune, who does mm-hmm. Dune reads Goosebumps. I was at his place in San Diego and he had a bidet. I didn't touch it. Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go to try to because you know what? I don't get to get. A, I don't want to get accustomed to it. Then come back here to my old Neanderthal ways of wiping with the dry toilet paper. I had a chance to use one, and before I put my ass down and did it, I wanted to see how the water would squirt out. And it basically, like, it was this little hose thing that came out. It was a very high tech one. It looked like Japanese, and it came out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like this? It's like that South Park episode where everyone drives the thing that goes fucking. Thousand miles per hour, but it has to go in like every orifice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what? What the fuck? That thing? What? I'm not sitting down on that shit. Yeah. Now, did the thing have like a? So, was, so was, I, I crap standing up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, did the thing it have on it? Was the the angle of the hose of the bidet that? Because I'm sure not everybody's butthole right. lines up the same. So you'd want to kind of adjust it, kind of like those microphones. Oh. Like if you go to like a city hall meeting and they have the microphones on that. That kind, you know, you know what I'm saying. That yeah. those adjustable, like almost like these mic arm stands. Like you'd have to have one of those just to hit it right. Because if it's just knocking off my left cheek, it's not getting the business done. Hmm. And then I'm half hanging off the bidet. I'm crouching. I'm getting to a horse stance. I'm yeah. feeling a burn in my thighs. It just seems way too elaborate. When I can take a couple squares of toilet paper, and I'm good at it now because I've been wiping myself since I was six years old. I think maybe it turns into a game at some point. Like you're saying, you have to move and kind of. Kind of like hit the clown's mouth right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? saying? It's kind of like that game. So this one is, uh, there's a song called Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da. Famous for the TV show Life Goes On. It was the theme song with uh, Chris Burke. And basically it's a song about Desmond and Molly and they meet each other, they fall in love, and they live happy ever after in a marketplace where Desmond works. That's a very nice song. Right, it sounds good. You know, that was 1968. So what happened later in the marketplace throughout time? Things changed a lot in England. Things changed a lot in London. Molly became a street drug. That's what happened. That you can find <laughs> in my local 7-Eleven. Yes, exactly. I'm bringing it all back. By 2000, things were different in the marketplace. Was purchased by a guy from Pakistan. Desmond said to Molly, let's get out of Oh, bloody, oh, blada, life goes on. Ra, la, 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 life goes on. Molly gets hot flashes from her menopause. Complains of pains inside her lower back. Lays around the house drinking wine all day and is the cause of Desmond's fatal heart attack. Oh, bloody. Oh, blah, blah, da, life goes on. Ra, la, la, how the life goes on. One more time. Oh, blah, dee. Oh, blah, da, life goes on. Ra, la, la, how the life goes on. 